Vanessa, do you know what graze my hairs? What is it this week, Mike? Stupid analogies or sayings like, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Okay. Have you ever skinned a cat? Nope. Neither have I. And why are we talking about ways to skin a cat like there's multiple? There's basically one way. There's skin, you take it off. Who sat there and, you know, is there skinning a cat for dummies book where there's five, here's the five most common ways. Or how about kill two birds with one stone? Have you ever killed one bird with one stone? No. What do you do? Take a big boulder on just a nest of a little, slingshot. Really? I see that there's a little evil side to your mischievous background. Welcome to Fireproof Your Retirement, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I would talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet Magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. And welcome back, everyone, to Fireproof Your Retirement. I am your host, Michael Markey. With me this week, she is each and every week, we've got West Michigan's number one bird killer, Vanessa. I've not killed a single bird in my entire life. Well, you seemed like an expert. I'm like, have you ever killed one bird with one stone? You're like, well, you just take a slingshot and you aim and... Creative. Whatever. This is the show where the only blanket statement we like is that we don't like blanket statements. Statements. I was going to get back to that. Statements. Our goal, though... It always sounds a little corny, but our goal is to help people with money, to make money less of a wedge. We don't want money to destroy relationships because it is something that really has so little meaning, yet it can have such a big impact. So today we're going to talk about retirement dates. We're going to talk about the volatility in the stock market, what it means somebody retiring right now. We're going to talk about where you should have your safe money. Should it be in a 401k or should it be in an IRA? Well, that depends on your situation, but we'll get into that later. And then we're going to also talk about a couple of situations that I've seen. I think we're going to try to do more of that, give you examples that we've dealt with right here in our practice. So the volatility in the stock market, we've had huge swings lately. We had the biggest swing in the stock market, the biggest one day loss as a point, number of points that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. So I know it's not the same as a percentage because as a percentage, it's not as big as some, but number of points, biggest loss ever. Period. Like even including 2008? Ever. Okay. Including 2001? Ever. 
Okay. Now, why is this a big deal to me? I, I'm not saying hit the panic button. Everyone eject. I'm not saying be Tom Cruise in Top Gun. I was going to say in his 5,000th Mission Impossible movie, because those aren't getting boring at all. How many are there? Like six. He's you making know, another one. And you know why? Because he keeps getting paid. It's the same storyline. I don't think I've seen more than two. I know. Anyways, you digress. Let's think about it this way. I'm not saying hit the panic button at all. I'm not saying this is going to be the start of something big, and maybe it will, maybe it won't. That's not the point. We can't accurately predict that. Right. But a couple weeks ago, when we started to see that volatility, Mm -hmm. we have the biggest one-day loss ever. After a couple of pretty good-sized losses to begin with. Ever. That's big. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if it was a Monday or a Tuesday. It's not that important. But let's say it was Tuesday. Do you think somewhere, someplace, someone, somewhere in this country was retiring the next day? I mean, it's uncommon to do it on a Wednesday, but maybe. Come on. Somebody somewhere, somehow, someplace said, you know what? Wednesday's my day. Mm -hmm. Somewhere. I'll give it to you. Somewhere. Maybe it was Friday. Someone. Mm -hmm. If that's, can you imagine that? I mean, just think about that. I mean, you know, stop stop screwing around. Stop having too much fun here doing a financial radio show. What if that were you? How much sleep would you get? Not a whole lot. I'd probably contemplate working another two or three years. But what if you can't? Right. It's like, all right, we're all meeting at Tchotchkes at the end of our work today, tomorrow. Tchotchkes? Slotkeys? Slotkeys Deli? I think there's a Tchotchkes. You know what? I watched Office Space the other day, and I think there's a Chotchkeys in Office Space. Which is probably a throw-off of Schlotzkeys. I've never eaten at a Schlotzkeys. Anyways. So the point that I'm making is somebody somewhere, someplace, they, they're they sitting there on Tuesday watching this thing go, <whistles> and they're wondering, is this just one attack? Or is it going to happen tomorrow? Yeah. Is this is this 08? Right. Is this a recession? Is this the beginning of a 20% pullback? I always like how they call it pullback. A 20% loss. A 20% erosion of value. 20% of your money gone. You know, just pullback sounds better, doesn't it? Well, that's because, well, how much mo- that's because they don't want to admit that there's a problem. How much money did you lose tomorrow? Or yesterday? Uh, not very much. I had a 10% pullback. How much did that car cost you? It wasn't was too bad. It was a $37,000 pullback from my savings account. And you put it in those terms, it sounds stupid. It is stupid. So I had this 10 Is this the beginning of a pullback? But I'm thinking that somebody somewhere, someplace, they're about to retire, and they're going, am I okay? Right. And they're second-guessing, should they retire? Right. They didn't sleep. They didn't eat well. I don't want to be that person. Mm-mm. You know, there are people that, you think about it this way. I was reviewing an account today. And the S&P 500. Now, mm-hmm. not everyone knows what the S&P 500 is. You turn on the news. Yeah, it's the ticker thing that goes up in the corner. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Ding. So that's 500. So that's the technical terms for you guys. It's the ticker thing in the corner. That goes ding, ding, ding. <laughs> right. Yeah. You'd be great at a baking show. You just add some of this stuff. You just get some of this out of the cup, cab, cupboard and you pour it in and you mix it. See? Hey, look. We got cup, cupcakes. Anyways, the S&P 500. It's 500 
stocks mm-hmm. that represent about 80% of the U.S. economy. Right. And and we're looking at a report that shows that in 2008, what they have today lost about 30%. Mm-hmm. You know, they look at me and they go, well, Mike, I didn't own those things 10 years ago. Because the report we said showed, said if you own what you have today, here's what it would have done over the last 10 years. Right. And they go, we didn't own that 10 years ago. And I go, well, you're 10 years older. As you've been getting older, have you been getting more conservative with your investments or more aggressive? They're probably getting more conservative. Like most people. Right. I said, so why would I want to look at, why would you want me to show you what you owned, how what you owned performed 10 years ago? Aren't you more conservative today than you were 10 years ago? And they go, right. well, yeah. So what you own today would have lost 30% 10 years ago. And I go, how, how confident do you feel in your retirement right now? This wasn't a current client. This was somebody going through our system. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, we're not completely sure. That's why we're here. I go, so would 70% of what you have today make it better or worse? Worse. Easy. I go, so what's your plan? If two weeks ago wasn't a blip, if two weeks ago was the start of a larger pullback <laughs> loss, what would you do? What's Panic. Your, yeah. What's your plan? What account are you taking out of if your retirement date was Tuesday and things started Tuesday? They had no idea. How many people listening do you think have a plan on what to take out when and from where? Probably not very many. It's not what we focus on as an industry. As an industry, we talk a lot about rate of return. I meet people all the time to say, well, Mike, my advisors, they're paying attention to taxes. I go, really? Have they talked to you about Social Security? They go, well, no, but that's not their thing. They don't really understand it. But that's like half of your retirement. Let's say it's even a third. That's like everybody focuses on that when they retire. It's kind of a big deal, isn't it? Yes. And by the way, the way you take your other income in retirement will affect how much of your social security is taxed or in other words the other income you take will determine how much of your social security benefits you're left with after tax but that's not really your guy's thing well he paid attention to taxes so let me get this straight he didn't talk about social security he only talked about rate of return he only talked about the investments which will determine how much your social security is taxed and therefore he talked about taxes without talking about social security but he never talked about taxes right if you don't have a plan and you're getting anywhere near retirement i think you should go to one of our workshops on social security you can go online at legacyfinancialnetwork.com you can sign up right there but if you're not one of these millennials then call us 616-589-4004, 616-589-4004. Get a plan. Learn about Social Security. If nothing else, it'll be worth the time. Let's take a quick break. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Legacy Financial Network at 855-LF-NETWORK or visit LegacyFinancialNetwork.com to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. 
Welcome back, everybody, to segment two of Fireproof Your Retirement. Have you ever noticed that you, when you do the intro, you do it like, what is that um, radio host, Delilah? You're like, oh, I don't like her. You come back on and you're like, hello, everyone, and it's great to have you with us tonight. Okay, anyways. And this this goes out to Billy in Topeka. Billy, Safe Money 101. I don't like you right now. But speaking of safe money, um, that's what we're going to be talking about here. This segment is how do you know where to put your safe money? How much should you have as safe money? You know, what should be liquid? What? Well, during the break, you and I were talking about this. This is a hard one for people. So, I mean, first of all, if we can get money in savings and checking, cash, um, a money market, a CD, that's the very best place. Right. But most people aren't going to be disciplined enough to do that. Now, if you're 50 years old mm-hmm. and you've been doing this a certain way for 30 years and we're trying to get you, you, you know, you tune into a Dave Ramsey. He's just going to tell you, well, there's a, you remember we were listening about the sailboat people and I want a, a future show talk about that, but not right. today. Don't mm-hmm. pull me down that subject. You brought it up, but anyways. But remember he said, adults make adult decisions and kids just do what they want. Right. He's kind of an angry person. He's a little bit, isn't he? Yeah. Do you think he ever like just smiles other than when he's mocking somebody? No. I don't think so either. And he always talks about, not to get on the sailboat thing, but this is actually appropriate for here. He's got this notion that life is, e- like everything is solved if you have a million bucks. Right. You ever notice that? Yes. It's always... Once you hit your first million, then you're doing okay. Right, and then you get your second million, and you can just snuff all the people with a million, because you got twice what they've got. And you're an idiot if you can't do that. You know, I meet a lot of people, though, that have nowhere near a million. And they're probably happier than Dave. I don't know. I don't know, Dave. But these people are really happy. Right. Why is it we equate that you've got to have money to be happy? I mean, I get that with... See, this is what I think. Money. Tell me one problem other than paying your bills that money will solve. Nothing. None, right? Might but get me a nice pair of shoes. That's not a problem. <laughs> but the lack of money will make just about every problem worse. Right. So it's this odd thing. But we focus on that if I have a million, then I'm going to be happy. Well, then what happens? Well, you get to a million, you're not so happy. Well, then if I have 1.2 million, then I'm going to be happy. Well, then you get to 1.2. There's no magical number that equates to happiness. Right. And I'll also tell you that just having a million doesn't equate to financial peace. Right. There's people right now, oh, Mike, I don't know. I'll give you an example. Let's say that somebody has $300,000 in net worth, mm-hmm. $200,000 of the house paid in full, mm-hmm. and $100,000 401k or whatever. Okay. And a year from now, they now have $1.1 in net worth. Okay. Should they be more financially secure? Yes. Eh. Maybe. What if the only thing I did was made their house go from 200000 to a million? Now the house is worth a million. Right. And the retirement account... Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I can see your face right there. You're like, ah! Oh! So it's 1.1. Are they really any happier? No, because they have this giant house and they still don't have any money. Well, it might not even be giant. It's the same if house. They have this expensive house and they still don't have any money. And you go, well, but you can sell that house. Great. 
So I worked all these years to pay it off. And now I can think about people in California. They got these paid off houses, but they got no money. Right. It's income. But there's my rant. Focus on income, not assets. Save money. So, but you know, here's one of the things that we have a problem with in our industry is that let's say that again, so somebody should, what's the first thing they should do? They should fund the CD or the cash, a Lake Michigan max checking. Correct. But if you're 50 years old and you haven't done it yet, I could sit here and beat you up and go, well, adults make adult decisions. Or we could just say, you know what? You're not very good at that. Nope. I'm not judging you for it. And quite frankly, I kind of, I don't, I shouldn't, it's going to sound weird. I was going to say, I love you for it. I just, that's your personality. That's your trait. Doesn't make it bad. You just aren't going to start doing it now. Put a pizza in front of me and you know what you're going to see? A fat kid in hiding. I'm going to mouth, I'm not even that much in hiding anymore. I'm going to mouth a thing. Put some great pop next to it too and I'm in trouble. So I don't want to be in that situation. Same thing here. You've been fighting this now for 20 years and you're not good at it. You know what? Let's just be real. Let's be honest with ourselves. Hey, that, this, this is something not good with. Right. So we got this, let's say, I meet a lot of people, they've got $5,000 in savings and checking. Mm -hmm. They've got 200 grand in the 401k Mm -hmm. and they've got an old 401k that's been rolled over most of the time to like an IRA. Okay. Okay. And let's say that we need 50,000 in green money. Okay. They've got the employer money of 200, the 50 at, you know, wherever, and they've got five grand in cash. Okay. Now I could put that 50 in the 401k. I could sometimes find some nice green. Now green means it's more stable. Means when the market goes down, it might go down, but not by a whole lot. Maybe by less than five. Right. I could do that within the 401k Mm -hmm. or I could do it in the IRA. Mm Mm-hmm. One of those is to the client's benefit. One of those is to the advisors. And we're going to take a break. I want you to start thinking, which one is to the client's benefit? Should the green money, should the safer money, the more conservative, the more stable, should that stay, should that be invested within the 401k or the employer plan? So if it's a 457, whatever, the employer plan or outside the employer plan. And I want you to, everyone listening, I want you to guess. I want you to... You know, guess out loud. If you, if somebody's around you, you just say A or B, and then they're going to look at you and be like, hey, you got to tune in. But we're, let's take a quick break. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call Legacy Financial Network. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855-LF-NETWORK or visit us at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All right, and welcome back, everyone, to the third segment, final segment of Fireproof. So you want to mock me about how I come in? Well, how do I come in? All right, everybody, and welcome back to your whatever, whatever. I'm sorry. I get excited about it. I don't make it a late night radio show. You're, you're... Welcome to the ball game. Your intros are going to find their way onto YouTube. Welcome back, everyone. To fireproof your retirement. Before the break, we talked about safe money. And I said, I wanted people to guess. If we need this money, we got 200000 in the employer account. We've the employer plan. We've got 50000 outside of there. And mm-hmm. we've only got five grand in savings check. And get rid of this idea that, well, I'm just going to be better at this. I'm going to put a, that's me saying, I'm going to put a full pizza right in front of me and I'm not going to eat it. 
nope, you know this slice right here, I'm just going to take half of it. And you know what happens? Then I eat the other half. And then I'm like, well, I already had a slice. Might as well have the... It's just not going to work. Snowballs. It does. <laughs> it's that snowball. just... <laughs> then I feel all guilty later. I'm all greasy. Anyway, you know what? Moving on. Which one should it be in? Now, I'd ask for your guess, but we've already talked about this. Why is it to the advisor's advantage to put it, the safer money, the lower returning money into the 401k? Because at some point, there's going to be a pullback. And by that, I mean something could happen with the market and you might see a 20% pullback. And they're going to look at their 401k and see that it didn't necessarily, it didn't go down 20%. Right. There was the safe money right. in there. So if you go back to the advisor and say, I thought we were being more conservative. They're going to point to the 401k and go, right. well, it's right here. We have, yeah. this is your safety net. You see, this didn't lose 20%. Right. Or, tw yeah. Whatever. This was stable. Right. Maybe part of the 401k loss, but this right here was stable. Mm-hmm. The reason it's in the advisor's interest then is because they can then point to the 401k and say, hey, look, see, we had the plan for this. Right. And then when the market's up, though, which it's up more than it is down, mm -hmm. there are more good years than bad. And then they can point to the dollars they're managing and go, but look at how much these made. Right. So you're never unhappy then right. with the growth dollars they're managing. Mm -hmm. Now, if the advisor put the dollars they're managing as conservative, then when we have years like we had last year, do you think it's kind of likely that some people go, I only made like 2% right here. I only made one and a half. The market made 30. Right. My 401k made 30. And they start to almost be disappointed right. with the money the advisor is managing. Mm -hmm. Here's why. If we don't have a suitable emergency fund, an emergency fund at, at least, at least should be five grand. Right. But really should be about six months worth of bills, spending. Mm -hmm. You got five grand coming in each month. You should have 30,000 in your emergency fund. Right. Not kind of, not maybe 30. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason in West Michigan not to. You have Lake Michigan Credit Union. You can each have 15,000 in their max checking and you get 3% no risk. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So we've got the money outside the employer plan. If we go conservative, it's kind of likely that somebody can look at that and go, well, it only made 2%. My 401k made all this money. How come you didn't do your job? But the market's up more than it's down, like we mm -hmm. just said. But every once in a while, it's down. You don't have an emergency fund. If you've only got four or 5000 in the bank and you have an emergency and you're still employed, you can't touch the employer plan Right. in the case that we're using here. Right. So if the market's down, you're still employed, great. You got these protected dollars, but you can't get to them. Mm -hmm. What good are they? Not at all. None. Sweet. You got dollars that didn't lose. You can't touch them. Right. It's like a baseball card that you can't sell because your grandpa gave it to you. That sounded like a personal story. It's not. I don't <laughs> I don't have that. No, you just have five bazillion baseball cards in the basement. <laughs> That's why the safe dollars should be in the non-employer account like that. In mm -hmm. this example that we just gave. It's hard though. And it's hard sometimes to have that courage. Right. To be willing to make one or two percent on something. But you know what? It really is the emergency fund. And what we're doing then when we use financial instruments 
like maybe a bond ladder or short duration bond fund, which we don't have time for me to go into today, nor do I think maybe people care. But those are two things we could use for green money within um, outside that employer plan. Right. You know, it does take a little courage to be go, you know, I'm good with that one and a half or that 2%. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean as a whole you make 2%. That means by being safe here, I can be aggressive over here. Right. We're coming up to spring training right now. It's baseball season. Not outside, it's not. Yeah, it is. Eastern Michigan just played four games last last weekend. We Inside. Walked. No, we didn't. We went down south. Oh, well. We lost a 4-3 on a walk-off. How do you lose three games in the last inning? Because it's Eastern Michigan. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Continue. Baseball season. Spring training. So here's what we do. Um... If you're down, if you, so let's talk about pitching counts for Mm -hmm. a minute. You start off 0-0, right? Oh, if as a pitcher you get down, that means you threw a ball first. Okay. So four balls, the guy gets on first. Right. So it's a 1-0 count. Mm -hmm. You threw a ball. It becomes a 2-0 count. You know what happens? You got to be more conservative on your play calling because you're behind the eight ball. You're behind. Right. But if you get up 0-1. Oh, two. Now you can be more aggressive. Right. So sometimes you use a more sure thing for, and I'm this is making it a little overly simplistic. I'm not saying you lead everyone off with a fastball down the middle of the plate just to get up 0-1 because eventually they're going to just crank on it, right? Eventually, maybe. Uh, pretty quickly. But you want to get up in the count, and you do that with pitches that you're more consistent with. Mm-hmm. That's all this safe money is. It's not saying these. there's these guys, these gals out there, and, you know, they seem to be decisive. They think that you should be all one way or all another. You meet a safe money person, what do they say? The markets are stacked up against you. Have you not noticed how they can manipulate and blah, blah, blah? And they give you stuff that sounds good. Of course they do. That's their job. And then if somebody believes in a market, what do they do? Well, <laughs> that green money, do you know that'll never make anything? And, you know, a long-term average long, you know, rate of return, look at how much money you're losing by not taking the risk. Right. Why is it all or nothing? You need to have safe dollars. Make it subje- or objective, not subjective. Because there's some people listening right now, they're going to go back to their advisor, they're going to say, hey, I want to have some safer dollars. What does that mean? And for everybody, it's different. Because, well, it is. Because if that advisor works with a lot of people who are younger and accumulating wealth, when we have a downturn and they lose 40%, but you only lose 25 And then you complain, well, my advisor didn't do it. I told him I wanted to be safe. Safer. You were. You were safer than the person that lost 40 Yeah. But clearly 25 was not safe enough. So we'd define it this way. If it loses more than 5%, it's not bad. It's just not safe. Right. It's not dependable. It's not stable. It's not green because something that loses more than five you got to have a cutoff at some point mm-hmm. something loses 10 percent. do you want to sell it just to have income no i don't Mm-mm. so if something loses more than five percent it's not income dollars and if you lose if you if what you own right now lost 30 percent in 08 what are you doing differently than you were in, doing in 08 do you know what you own what it would have done the things you own right now what would it have lost in a recession? If you 
would have been the person we were talking about earlier. And you were going to retire. And we had the single biggest one-day loss in the market ever. Not kind of, not sort of, not maybe. Ever. Ever. Like in... Forever. That's what I was thinking. Sandlot. That's what it's from. I couldn't (laughs) think of the movie. Forever. Ever. Would you have lost sleep? Yes. Would you be able to still retire? If that was the start of something, is that person in trouble? If you don't know your situation, then let me ask you, would you be in trouble? Do you know? If you don't, go to a workshop. They're at a library for a reason. We don't have to pump everybody up with expensive steaks and wine and cheese. Why do I always put wine with cheese? You drink wine. You don't eat cheese with it. I mean, a lot of people drink wine and eat cheese. Apparently, there's this pairing thing you can do. makes it taste better. Oh, like when I Bluetooth pair my phone to the intercom no. on my phone in my car. No. no. Totally anyway, different. if you don't know, go to a workshop. You can go online. You can sign up right there. It's LegacyFinancialNetwork.com, LegacyFinancialNetwork.com, or call us. We still have phones. We're local. We're in Grand Rapids. We're in Holland. We're in Muskegon. 616-589-4004. 616-589-4004. And this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.